0: listening to primal radio the podcast dedicated to combat sports martial arts self-defense and the warrior mindset and here are your hosts from hamilton new jersey jim mccann and london england tom mcgrath all
1: right primal radio Woo. <laughs> holy
0: shit we're back we're back tom what's up buddy I'm good, Jim. I'm I'm very good. I've had a great couple of days of training.
1: Right, now I yeah, I trained today myself, but I mean you got you, what you do better what the Brits do. God I hate to admit it. You guys seem to uh do a real good job, at least a wrap it our niece of scheduling this big training day. How did it go?
0: Friday night, firstly I I, I trained with um Larry Ekondio, who's a Nigerian British guy. I mean he I mean he fights where flying both flags. Right. And back in the day, I used to go to a gym called the Real Fight Club. Doctor Watson went there as well, and he's got three belts. I did some training with him; it was really good. You know, he's like a proper talent. You know, like much, much right. like Scrap. He's he's right. quite a sight to behold when he's on his game. So he was teaching little tricks, and it was great to see him. I haven't seen him for years. And then um, I've been up in Leicester over the weekend doing the penultimate weekend of my five-year instructor program. And it was fantastic, and we did loads, loads of drilling, got loads of reps in, exposed a few, a few little weaknesses and things to work on. But it's best to do that now when you've got like you know weaknesses. the grading coming up.
1: I can't believe there's any weaknesses in your game, Tom.
0: It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe.
1: <laughs> well, that's great. And as I started to say, we try to put on these things. That was there'll be a time frame where I'll do a month, every month, like let's say the second Sunday of training. And it starts out great, and it quickly peters out. You know, really, guys are pussies. Uh, My wife wants me to cut the lawn or wants me to do that. Like You can't seem to manage in your life to get four hours on one Sunday to train. I find that extraordinary.
0: And it is purely down to priorities. Anyone who tells you anything different is just lying to themselves.
1: Absolutely. Right, no doubt about it. No, you'd rather do something else. You'd rather sit around, you'd rather not train and then wonder when your next test is.
0: So many people say to me, I wish I could do what you do. I wish I sure could they're... go and off to America yeah. and that kind of thing and uh, make it out as if it's all about money. And it's like they always manage to fund their two weeks lying on a beach in Spain doing fuck all, but they can't right. build a holiday around some training, which is what you know uh, most of my vacations are, in, involve some degree of training. I'm off to Germany this week to train with Dennis Blue, for example. Right. Three days of training, but obviously we'll look around Germany and have some beers and you know in the process. Of course,
1: and that's part of it too. Now that's great. Now I wish I could. I wish I could make it out there. I'm swamped with whatever I, I got. A little bit of training into, well, a couple hours in by myself. I was supposed to wrestle a couple of guys and they bailed on me, so I did my shadow boxing, bag work, body weight exercises, and stretching, yoga, breathing kind of thing over a couple hours. It was great. I love playing with myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you do any programs? Have you ever do, like tried to build structured, you know, like our rapid honest thing, you know, you train once a month for, for a weekend or whatever it might be, or every Wednesday, whatever it might be. Do you, do you have a structured program like that? At your I gym? have
1: a structure. I have a written out structured program for everything that I do. Okay. I just don't. I just don't use it. <laughs> now that sounds funny because people do aren't. You know they're not coming regular enough. You're constantly going over the same thing. It's look. I have everything written out. I should show you these notes. That the ginormity of them.
0: I have seen Except your notes. There, yeah. There's a, yeah right. yeah.
1: There's a ton of them, and, and I know it all off the top of my head. I don't even have to look at it. Uh, it's nice to have as a reference, but I, I really outside of a couple of guys have never really had guys push that much. Hey. They seem to be busy doing other things. And by the way, that's, that happens with fighters, too. I did to take a bunch of my fighters and say, listen, guys, this is the training that we're doing. I, I see on in, in Instagram or Facebook, you're at the, doing leg day. Well, dumb fuck, we're kickboxing tonight. Why are you squatting in the morning? You know, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. So trying to, you know, people are all, they want to do everything all over. Matter of fact, an interesting thing happened on a side note. So one of my guys show me how to do a kick and his hands were going the wrong direction and, and he was doing this kick well jim is this how you do this kick i said uh, what kick are you trying to do show me teach me what kick you're doing so he does this kick and his arms are going a completely different direction than the, the <laughs> way he shows the gun and i go where'd you learn that he goes youtube i go okay well who on youtube did it and he told me the guy's name i'm not going to repeat it and i didn't know who this guy was and i said well that guy's a dumb fuck." i said because that's simply not what you do anywhere anytime but the, here's the challenge first of all they take anybody who puts something on youtube as an expert cuz he was holding this guy and this guy's like a 22 year old guy yeah you know they're putting him above like what he says at a higher level than what i say you know and i can assure you that every martial arts on the planet that i know personally would say no that's not what you do right. on any level And but so so now had I not been there to kind of correct him or go through this, he's buying into whatever bullshit he watched. It's terrible. I know that's completely off topic as far as the other stuff, but the other day and I'm banging him, I go, no, that just do the fuck I want to tell you. So when you wrap it around the programs and stuff, it becomes very difficult to coordinate. I I don't know if you have that same poison in Europe, but I know there's YouTube there, but Jesus
0: Christ. 100%, 100%. Right, You can't trust everything you see and people should have a, that JKD bullshit filter, that right. mentality to look at things and question, would that work? What's its strengths? What's its weaknesses? And unfortunately they don't. And of course, when you see someone, that becomes your baseline of what good is. So if you go and train with some mediocre guy, but that's the best you've seen, then of course they're the best. And then until you see someone better, et cetera, et cetera. So right. there'll be a natural process of finding better and better. People get exposed to better people the more you shop around. And I would encourage everyone to shop around because, of course, it's quite likely that the guy you're training with isn't the best guy out there.
1: Except for my students. <laughs> 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 that is a funny line. So, another thing. So, we're going to have a guy on the, uh, we'll go to our topic. Here. We're going to have a guy on the radio next week who is a real top. JKD guy who I respect a lot and we've got a lot of great stories. So he should I say his name or does it matter?
0: Uh Gone built it up now. What's that? You built it, it up in- now, yeah. You've got Okay, so this
1: guy's name is Rick Tucci and he's he trained under everybody you can imagine and really was kinda of like the godfather of Jeet Kune Do on the East Coast. He was like the first guy. Yeah. Or one of the first guys. Yeah, top rank under all the Sealot guys, the Savat guys, the Muay Thai guys, and, and of course, Dan Inasanta and Larry Hartzell, Paul Vanak, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I had trained with him a lifetime ago uh, for, uh, I guess, maybe a year or whatever, but he we ran into each other a couple years ago and kind of remained in contact loose. Then. And then he stops in once in a while. So he stopped in the other day and I, God damn it, Tom, I wish I had a recorder. This was the best radio show we made. I mean, just the, the talking, right? And I finally had to say, listen, Rick, we got to get you on the show. And that's sort of how it happened. He will hes knows a lot about a lot of stuff, you know?
0: I'm going to get and, you to buy one of these portable microphone things because that's right. what we need. Because I'm having these conversations with people all the time in the pub. And, of course, they never make it to the radio. But they're, they're right. amazing conversations.
1: They really are. And I, I got to do that. We'll have to talk about that. And I get that because that would have been a fantastic you know, off the cuff interview, which it really wasn't. And I said, you know, Rick, this is kind of what the show's like. And he said, no, I'll I'll do it. And that's how we have him on in, in like a week or so when his schedule's free. But it was it was a real good conversation and with a lot of stuff, a lot a lot of interesting. You know, that we would find interesting anyway. Yeah. And I and I told you right before the air, uh, I won't mention what the guy's field is, but this guy's one of the top guys in his field, and a very straightforward kind of guy, a no bullshit kind of guy, and. Through a conversation, I got him to kind of listen, and he he loved our show. So, uh, you know, he was like, oh, "It's real good. It's I I, I get it. I, you guys really come across well and are easy to listen to." But anyway, so that's that's why we're brilliant. <laughs> 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 at the end of the day, now one last thing. Holy shit! And we'll get to your topic at hand, which will be a really kind of funny show, I think. But um, is I have the MMA fight week. That's this week. A million and one things going on. Which is extraordinary. We'll go over that We've kinda of covered it in the past. But it is. It never ceases to amaze me. The incompetency of others on every level. <laughs> I'm not that bright. I mean I can barely read when I got out of high school. But Jesus Christ. I'll tell you one story. I did deal with the state athletic commission and they have to test the scale. So they have to, you have to register it. That costs twenty five dollars. And then they come in and they put some weight on it and calibrate your scale. Make sure that no one is a half have- Yeah. Which it wouldn't matter because quite honestly everyone's getting weighed in on the same scale. So even if it said you were 100 pounds heavier, it wouldn't matter, right? All right. Okay. So you have to do. This. So I send a check in about a month ago to the uh, to the weights and measures. That nothing. I hear nothing. I call them and I say, you know, I haven't got my certification. Then they say, uh, well, we're behind. We'll have it finished by the end of the week, meaning this past Friday. And then I said, okay, well, let's assume, in the very unlikelihood that you don't do what you say and that. I don't get that paperwork. They go, no, 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 it, it'll be done. Just check back. I said. So, so they're starting to get nasty with.
0: It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
1: said, no, I know I, I can appreciate that. And I'm sure I have no reason to doubt you, ma'am. what you say that it'll be done this Friday, but in the unlikelihood it is, who do I have to speak to to walk me through the process by which I have to go through to provide the New Jersey State Athletic Commission with the appropriate paperwork, right? <laughs> and she goes, well, just. So I'm being very nice, maybe condescending. And then I said,
0: just a little bit.
1: Just, and I can be. I've I've been told by that by my (laughs) ex-wife. You can be so condescending. And I'm like, me? And that's sarcasm. What sarcasm? (laughs) And so then I said, listen, you know, I have to. I have to show them this piece of paper. What do I have to do? Is there anybody there? Is there anybody in your office that can help me? She. I swear to God, this is exactly what she said. She goes, sir. There is nobody here who can help you. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is our government at hand. I'm sure it's much more. This doesn't happen. Well, it's properly okay.
0: part of the government.
1: Right. Well, oh, let me finish. So when she goes, and that, yes, it is. And then she goes, you know, there's nobody here who can help you. And I go, you know what? I absolutely believe you. I mean, I honestly think there is nobody there who can help me with my problem. And then I called another office, of which I sort of knew a guy. And he goes, "Ad Jim will come out and take care of it right away. Thank God you get to know people, right? Yeah. Otherwise, and what does that mean to me as far as the show, is, and we'll go back to what you were saying, is that there are two different government agencies. I need one piece of paper from one government agency to provide it with the, the, the other government agency. They don't communicate in any way. They have different policies and different things. They don't care what the other one says or how about they go to business for lack of it. So we have to traverse this whole system of a bunch of people who are in general incompetent and don't really give a shit because they're getting paid no matter what. Wow. This has turned into a political show, is not it? <laughs> <laughs> Anti-government. All right, You were going say- you- you to say what about government, Tom?
0: Yeah, we could do a whole thing about big government. And
1: a- and being incompetent.
0: Yeah, bureaucracy and all that. What- right. I- yeah.
1: If we had talked about it. It's funny that we talked about conspiracy theories and, and I'm a fan of watching all these sh- things on conspiracy theories and I have friends that are really into them and yeah. how they Connect all these dots we've talked about, it. which sounds great, but I just have little faith that the government can keep a secret. I mean, shit, Bill Clinton couldn't get blown in the White House without the whole world knowing. So, you know, how, you gonna do, how can you do anything else, you know? Yeah. A little blow job, then your man's busted. <laughs> wow. that Maybe we should do a political show. What do you think?
0: Uh, to be fair, we could one day get into spin-offs, but let's like nail this martial arts business first. We
1: shall, because that's why we're here and that's why we get paid the big bucks, Tom. Now, this week was gonna be a show on
0: Well, it's a funny idea. It might work, it might not work, but um and, and no one will ever hear it. <laughs> so basically I was listening to another podcast with a, a soccer player that it. I like, and they were talking about these these thirty six questions, right? 36 questions for what and they're in the new york times so they're real things um and basically you ask these questions yeah and you're guaranteed to fall in love now i'm I'm exaggerating slightly there but it's like they're, they're basically a number of questions that get you deeper and deeper into the heart and the mind and the emotion of another human being. Ideally a woman, but in this case, we're kind of going to do it, you and me. <laughs>
1: so, wait, so you walk me through the scenario. So the scenario is you're at a bar and you talk to this chick, is this how?
0: No, 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 they're like deep and meaningful questions. So there's three sets of questions and each layer gets deeper. And by really? the time you get to the third question, it's like so deep. You're thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe I could have a relationship with you or something like that.
1: Oh, that's so funny. I've never thought that.
0: But I thought we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll do them, but we'll do them with like a sort of martial arts twist. So okay. just, Ooh, just okay. you know, try and try and give it a sort of martial arts answer. Right. So, um, and I haven't prepared anything for this, by the way, aside from printing them off. Well, yeah, so all of our answers are going to be off the cuff and you've not read them properly either. So, oh. right. Set one. The first set is like, you know, a little bit more, a um, bit, li- bit less deep. Okay, so the first question to you, Jim, is, given the choice of anyone in the world, I think I'm going to add, could be alive or dead, All right. whom would you want to have as a dinner guest?
1: <laughs> whom would I want to have as a dinner guest? Anybody in the world? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Um...
0: I'll have to cut this bit of weight in around. You need to be a bit more off the. Cuff. Right,
1: because I have no right. I have no idea. Anyone in the world that I get live or dead, that is probably that is pretty interesting.
0: Jesus, this is like pulling teeth. Why don't you just have dinner by yourself? Get a takeaway. I, you
1: know that's so funny because I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll be real quick. It would probably be someone from history. Maybe someone like, you know, God damn.
0: God, this is One of really f- bad,
1: f- bad radio. It is. It is terrible because <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, that is a deep question. So I guess that means at the end of the day, I wouldn't be getting laid that night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be a woman. Like, uh, like, say, for example. Yeah,
1: see, I'm afraid it does.
0: <laughs> this is like you're, you're chatting to a woman and you want to get, oh, you're, okay. you're trying to get to know her and you're like, oh, who would you have as a dinner guest? And they might say Ben Franklin or something like that. And you you go, why is that? And then you find out a bit more about them and what, what makes them tick, right? So right. I'm going to say someone like Tyson Fury would be a good one. I'd want someone entertaining. Right. Bruce Lee would be an amazing one if it's alive or dead, right? To get get a bit of... Right,
1: right. true, true.
0: Still can't think of anyone?
1: No, no. You know, there's such a wide variety of topics that become, I probably... You know, a guy who I was a big fan of, and he passed away, but it's not the just as often it's Wayne Dyer. He's kind of like the English Deepak Chopra. He had really had a lot of knowledge on how to look on things. He passed away a couple of years ago, relatively early. So it was more of a philosophy kind of a thing.
0: What was it about him that appealed?
1: I liked his approach. It was a very Zen, a very Buddhist kind of approach, and there's a lot of possibilities. And I first read his book 30 years ago or something like that called Your Erogenous Zones. And he's written tons of books, obviously, since then. And I said, wow, this guy's onto on to something. And I always knew he did. I, I always wanted to kind of see him speak or talk. I just thought he was brilliant in the ways that the mind, the body, and the spirit work together. So that was it. I mean, I'm not sure there's any one particular question or something I would have for him other than a conversation.
0: Okay, good. Let's try and make these a bit quicker.
1: <laughs> I get I get paid by the minutes I am taking my
0: pay. <laughs> yeah, drag it out, yeah. Drag it out. All right, question two. Would you like to be famous, and if so, in what way?
1: Oh, I am famous, and no. <laughs> I, would, yeah, I am at a level at sort of known in a little bit of a small little circle, known, but would I want to be famous? And, you know, i got to tell you the truth, no. I would not want to be famous in that aspect. You mean like rock star famous?
0: Well, whatever level. I mean, it says like just in what way? I mean, I, I personally wouldn't myself.
1: I like my privacy.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm sure there'd be some advantages to it.
1: Of course there would be. Probably more disadvantages. I would rather just kind of fly under the radar on that. It doesn't mean I don't want to do terrific things to make the world a better place, but I'd rather just fly under the radar. I think at one time in my life, you're thinking, well, Jay, I'd want to be a famous you know, athlete or actor, actor or something like that, or whatever it was. But those days are long gone. I have no desire.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I'd like to be able to skip the queues at nightclubs and I'd like to have the trappings of wealth, but um, nothing, nothing else.
1: Well, here's a good pickup line. You could, when uh, you're sitting at the bar next to a chicken, you say, look, I'm normally not this tall, but. Uh, but I'm sitting on my wallet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying to help you out there at the pub. All
0: right, question three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Never. Yeah, me neither. That's a weird question. I don't know how that gets you any closer. Well, I, think, to... I
1: think we, right, just because it's how organized or what thought out they might be. I think that I flow better for me. So the answer would be no for me. And I think if someone said, yeah, I prepare doesn't mean you don't want to be mindful but i I trust in the process
0: i spend a lot of time like rewriting texts or emails particularly if it's sort of like to a girl that i like or something like that well yeah but never on a phone call that's always i mean that's the whole point of a phone call isn't it that's a bit more freestyle right right no it is it is
1: i mean people don't do that i think they're losing that ability to communicate in many ways people just text or do an instagram or snapchat kind of thing so
0: okay i mean that's a really shit question but um the next one's quite good what would constitute a perfect day for you
1: really probably for me would be uh, you know walking in nature working out and just maybe sitting down and relaxing at the end of the day with a cup of tea i pretty simple
0: yeah that's that's a good one i really like drinking with a load of friends by a swimming pool in the sun and it's yeah, not, oh yeah, that's, not something you that. get to do much in, in this country. Right. Like you, I lo- I love training. I do enjoy just sitting and watching Netflix, you know, if it's something good on.
1: But I don't think if you were picking up a girl, if you were if a girl was asking you that question and you said, well, I like to get loaded with my buddies at the, wolf, at the pool on Sunday. <laughs> See, you're going down the wrong, you know, I know you're being honest, but
0: that might be a red flag, Tom. What do you think I should say if I was being like really contrived?
1: Well, you know, I, I I would like to spend the morning at the food sh- at the at, at the homeless shelter, feeding the needy, and then <laughs> I go to mass, <laughs> and, then, and I hand out money to the needy at the corner, you know, something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, they might
1: not, they might not believe that.
0: But... This one. When did you last sing to yourself or sing to someone else?
1: Well, I've never sung to anyone else and there's good reason because I can't sing. You've never done
0: karaoke? Never. Fucking hell.
1: I've never done it and somehow I'm going to, on my deathbed or on my gravestone, you can put this sorry motherfucker never did karaoke. It's not for me. The Lord has not blessed me with a good singing voice. I don't even like singing to myself in the car when I'm listening to music. (laughs) I will ruin the song. I don't (laughs) sing in the shower. I don't sing
0: we have to do it every year as part of our um gradings in rapid harness it's a the full contact karaoke competition that's, that's what it's called that's, that's funny It's to prove you've got the balls to get up in front of people and sort of present right and it's right, a bit right. of fun all right next question if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain the mind or the body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life which would you want
1: if i was able to live to 90 yeah you want to keep the you body retain... or the mind of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one or the one other. One
0: or the other. Well, I mean, probably the mind.
1: Does that surprise you?
0: Uh, I, I think I'd want the body. You know,
1: that's good. But if you're a complete idiot,
0: <laughs> it's not gonna <laughs> matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just, I just think.
1: So, what are you gonna do? Bang the other old biddies in the <laughs> fucking old age home? <laughs>
0: You can do sports all the time, and it's like, having a great mind is overrated. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I mean, don't overuse the brain. That's what I've always said.
1: Well, I, well, we don't want to make you tired.
0: All right. Number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? It's a bit grim, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think alone.
0: Oh, that's, that's very deep and a bit sad.
1: <laughs> Listen. I didn't write the question. I don't understand. mean it's saying
0: like, it's saying like the circumstances of your death. Like, do you think you might fall off a cliff? You know, if you were like a mountaineering person, that might be a, a reality.
1: I think I'm going to be very aware of what's going on.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, wow, Way to bring down this comic relief here. I've got no idea. I mean, that is not a... I don't know either. Yeah, it's never really crossed my mind, to be honest. I
1: mean, it's good. Why would you want to think about that?
0: Oh, I imagine some people think about it all the time. Right. If you're in the military or something like that, you might be thinking, well, you know, I could go any day here. But for an average Joe like myself, it's like, what am I going to do? Get hit by a car or run over by the proverbial bus? Right. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Um, Number eight. Name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common.
1: Nothing. I don't have one of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <Yeah, same. laughs> Shit, question. All right.
1: Shit. Tom, we are not going to. Yeah, this is. We would not be good on the dating game.
0: No. All right. Number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? That's a good one. They are getting a bit more deep, actually.
1: For this past year and kind of getting my life back together and the new possibilities that are out there. But that's a whole nother show we're going to talk about. So.
0: We are, and I can't wait. We need to do that. Oh, too. it's
1: gonna be oh, it's gonna be a ratings bonanza.
0: Are you looking forward to doing that, or I have no problem with it at all. Anxious, about it, Okay, yeah. No, cool. I'm
1: not. Here's why: because for me, and I want to get off topic, is I am an open book. I really, after mastering the book on how how to really not give a fuck, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't care.
0: Do you think you used to be a closed book? Because when last year happened, it made me think: Did I know Jim as well as I thought I knew Jim? Because you were probably hiding a lot of stuff away that was going on in your head. How could you,
1: Pam? How could you not?
0: You didn't tell me. It might never have come up, but it's it's just, you know.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you were in, you know, Belgium doing a seminar, and and go to the group and go, you know, I thought about committing suicide this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of put a little damper on the seminar. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, forgive me for not fucking including you on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean.
1: I know, I'm being funny,
0: I Uh, think. All right, all right, next question.
1: Are you going to answer that?
0: Uh, What am I most grateful for? I'm most grateful for the fact that my parents are both really happy, healthy and well. You know, my my dad was 80 in September and my mum's 69, I think. Yeah, they they are loving retirement. They're like an advert for being old and happy and traveling the world and doing gardening and all that kind of stuff that they they love doing. Uh, yeah, long may that continue. You'd see a lot of people I, who don't have the health, and it's 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 the thing you take for granted until it's gone. You know,
1: absolutely, especially with the advent here. You know, like Facebook, and you get to see people that you went to high school or college with, or and, and then yeah, there's a post that they died or that they have cancer or something like that. At your age, and it becomes very, oh, or not only your health, but people who lost their parents, who are, you know, and been suffering for years. So that is something absolutely to be very
0: grateful for. Number 10, another deep one. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be?
1: <laughs> that is a really good question. You know, I don't know. I think, fuck, I think they did a good job. They don't listen to my show. They're not fans. <laughs> so I've, I really think, you know, they brought me up with good morals and, and a hard work ethic. I absolutely 100 percent, without a doubt, unequivocally give my father 100 percent credit for my work ethic, whether it was martial whatever I do, because that motherfucker made me work every goddamn weekend when all the other kids were out playing. I was fucking digging in the garden and painting the house. And that always had to be done first, you know? I mean, I think I had my first job at like 10 years old. You know, I never stopped working and I always worked hard. So I think that was good. So I'm not sure I would have changed anything. I mean, we we lived in middle-class upbringing and there could have been probably more nurturing, I guess. But listen, Dr. Phil, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't turn it into an ax murderer. I guess that's positive.
0: For me, And I was talking to my parents about this. I don't think I was very confident as a kid. And I think that's like stretched into my adult life.
1: Yeah, I'll know that.
0: And, you know, if I raise, I think I want to force them to do more things that challenge them. My mum's very risk averse, which I think is a common trait in a lot of mums because they don't, you know, don't want you to get hurt. Right. And then that rubs off on you. So you end up then becoming a bit nervous because they're always nervous for you and things like that. Right, And I think that's something I've become more conscious of. But like you, my parents did a pretty great job, really, and I can't complain. The next question's too much. It's about a four-minute version of your life story, so that's going to make bad radio. So let's jump (laughs) on to (laughs) number 12. Yeah. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be?
1: The ability... But this ad can be a superpower?
0: <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> you know, what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can I like, shoot laser beams out my eyeballs or something? What, what superpower would you go for?
1: You know, I used to want to be invisible so I could see girls naked. <laughs> <laughs> but I might have outgrown that. I'm not sure. That's a funny one. Maybe like the Hulk or something or Superman, some kind of super strength or something. I don't know. You know, <laughs> if you were a superhero, Tom, who would you be?
0: I wouldn't be one. I'd be Batman. Ah!
1: Oh, that's
0: such a fucking nerdy answer. You know what? All the ones with, like, funky powers, I can't really right. relate to it. Especially Superman. He's just got way too much stuff going on, right? Of course
1: he does. Yeah, but you're right.
0: Batman's just a regular dude, albeit very wealthy and successful. And he's wealthy f- through hereditary reasons. Right. He's not a self-made man. So he does have his faults. But, um... You know, has just said like, right, I'm going to plow my money into getting the best kit available and being good at martial arts and going around um, beating up that bad is you. guys.
1: You are Batman.
0: Yeah. So that, <laughs> that, that would be the one. Or the Punisher, who's also not a proper superhero. But I think I'd have read in people's right. minds Maybe. if I had a, a superhero thing.
1: Would you really want to know what people are thinking?
0: Yeah, I would.
1: Don't you think? Now, how deep does that mind reading go? Well, I
0: like, I, mean, I like, I like knowing what people are thinking. Anyway, I like sort of having a chat and getting to the. the that's why I'm so amazing as a radio
1: co-host. <laughs>
0: you are.
1: <laughs> all right. What's our next question?
0: Right, we're actually moving into set two. Right. This is like and... we're getting to second base.
1: Oh, so we already <laughs> kissed the girl.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She. You've asked her all, all those questions. She's like putty in your hands
1: and now buy me another drink
0: (laughs) so set two question number 13 if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself your life the future or anything else what would you want to know hmm what would i want to know
1: well here's an interesting question which i were when we talk about the show about me is like i've worked really hard at a lot of things real hard and I think I have a long way to go. And often it seems insurmountable. Like, wh- am I going to make it to that level? I want. Yeah. Right now. I guess the beauty of it is, is we have no idea. And if everyone knew that answer, you would know to try or not to try. Yeah. So would I want to know that though? Like if I knew, right. If I crystal, ball, I rubbed the crystal ball and I, it goes, all right, Jim, now, or I say uh, magic ball <laughs> and, uh, in five years, am I gonna be multi-millionaire? Is my fighting production and blah, blah, all this stuff gonna be, at whatever level of success I can imagine, will that happen? Right? Would I wanna know that? Because the other answer is, what if it says no? And would it, would I give up?
0: So you've been told you're not gonna make it. Right. So probably you should give up then, right?
1: No, because I don't give a fuck what the crystal ball
0: says. <laughs> so you're saying that like, the crystal ball's probably just going wrong. Who gives a fuck? Okay, right. You're going to do what you want to do, regardless right. of the I'm crystal gonna, ball. I'm going to hammer
1: fist the crystal ball.
0: Because that teaches you. <laughs> yeah, I, th- no, I, think, I think that's quite good. I mean, there's been numerous things, I think, in, in my life where you would have liked to look to the future. And I'd still like to do that now. I've mentioned before, I think, on the show about a book called The Dip and the idea of the dip is let's say you're learning how to play tennis and you have a certain amount of immediate gains so you get quite decent you know you're beating the other people in the club you're doing okay at the tennis club and then you have this dip and basically on the other side of that dip is maybe becoming a professional tennis player and it's basically in order to you're you're now competing against higher quality tennis players and the level of effort and dedication and you know sacrifices that go into hitting that top level of being good at tennis is really quite something and what they're saying is one of the important right. things with the dip, with the dip is to know when to quit so you say actually tennis isn't something I'm going to pursue I'm going to go into basketball or something like that I might be more suited to something else now right. there's that guy Jack Welch the former CEO of General Electric and he yeah. used to fire the bottom performing 10% and, of his it, company. Yeah. yeah. And his view was like, look, they're clearly not good at what I'm employing them to do. So I'm releasing yeah. them and forcing them to go and do something else. So being good at quitting, actually, if you're quitting the right things and fi- finding your path towards something good is potentially a, a strength, basically.
1: Right. I agree. I don't disagree with that. But then there's guys who say, well, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey.
0: You have to have a vision of that where that destination is.
1: I think the girl went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Trying
1: to sneak out of the pub. Tom, go block the door.
0: Question 14. Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it?
1: Yeah, I've dreamed of taking a day off. <laughs> but I haven't been able to. No, not really. Well, no, there is. I would have liked to probably have kind of lived or have a place off the grid. You know what I mean by say off the grid?
0: Yeah. David's a bit like that, isn't he? Your business partner. A little bit.
1: You know, Fusco kind of lives in Vermont, you know, and he's out of the mainstream. He, yeah. Vermont's very rural and you kind of can do your own thing. I don't know how off the grid I'd want to be, but that anonymous kind of guy who lives on the mountain and you know, kids fear because, you know, he, <laughs> he turns into a werewolf <laughs> or something like that.
0: <laughs> but you're very sociable though so that in some ways that doesn't no
1: i think i'm socially retarded i think i'm just real good talker what i want to be i don't know i mean i'm not saying that would be the perfect thing but i would have liked to have had that cabin in the woods or the thing on the beach where i could just get away from being connected nice because for right now i'm so connected nonstop. i can't get away from it
0: that has its own challenges Oh, lots.
1: I mean, literally, nonsense. My phone is. I'm a 13-year-old girl with a fucking new boyfriend being texted every 10
0: seconds. For me, it's the military stuff. All, right. All being well, that might take off for me now anyway. So, right. number 15, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life?
1: <laughs> being alive. <laughs> I'm not being... I mean, I did a lot of fucked up shit. I don't know if say that's an accomplishment, but I should be dead, you know. My cho- I mean, you could say my children, but to be brutally honest... I had nothing to do with raising my children. They're great kids. My ex-wife did all that, you know. So, I mean, that was a part of it, don't get me wrong, but they're good kids because of her, not because of me.
0: Don't be too harsh on yourself.
1: No, no, it's true. It's just the absolute truth. It's not being harsh. It's the truth.
0: Okay, all right. So what's the accomplishment then?
1: Being alive. What about all (laughs) of
0: your, like, you have got some pretty good qualifications in the martial arts world. What's the biggest one there?
1: The biggest, highest ranking one. There's not a big one. I think that whether I became a, you know, whether I won a fight or got my first black belt or whatever, I think they're all equally good accomplishments. In that moment in time, it was the greatest accomplishment of my life. So I, I hold them all on the same level. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I, to be honest, I, I struggle to say what mine would be. Right. There's nothing compared to the goal, the level that I want to set myself, there's nothing that I'm particularly impressed that I've ever achieved, to be frank. Right, right. What do you value most in friendship? Loyalty. Yeah, me too.
1: That's a quick one. Me context. too, and a
0: sense of humour. I think that's the other one.
1: Right. You got to be I... able to
0: trust people. Loyalty, sense of humour. Which
1: is a big deal because that that is not necessarily a strong suit
0: today. No, I think longevity is another important one.
1: It you know, absolutely is. The longer I... those
0: people are around, the more fucking reliable they are. Right. I should swear less, shouldn't I? 17, what is your most treasured memory?
1: Hmm, my most treasured memory. That's an interesting question. I, I don't think I have a treasured memory. <laughs> I, I was so shocked for a lot of my life. I'm not trying to be, I, I don't, I can't, honestly God, I honestly got to can people do you have one or?
0: Um, I've been best man uh, at a few weddings. I've been best man four times. That always meant quite a bit to me. I've had some pretty amazing, you know, trips around the world. Getting my black belt in the Philippines last year. I I did a thing called the Mongol Rally where you drive to Mongolia in like old cars in 2008. Those things were very cool. Most treasured memory. I mean, it probably go back to like, you know, things like Christmas as a kid. Almost every Christmas, they were always pretty good times. Right. And then they've got the converse, the, the other end of things. What is your most terrible memory? Which is a bit deep. Oh, it is. I have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot. Of, you know, I think one of them, and I'll tell you what it, uh, one that certainly was what came to mind because I was thinking about it the other, was when my grandmother had passed away. And I remember I used to go visit her at the hospital at the end of her life. You know, she was always a strong figure in my life. And then she really couldn't speak at that time. And I would go and I would bring her pudding. She loved rice pudding. And I got it from a market that she liked it. So I would once or twice a week, because she was about a couple hours away, I'd go visit her and bring her the pudding. And, she- and I remember, because I don't know if this is a bad memory, or this is a great memory, it's so full of emotion, it's rather deep, but I remember her t- telling me she loved me, but she couldn't, no w- words came out of her mouth. It was silent. And I remember her saying I think she wanted to go home, and she never got to go back home. She died in the hospital, I think, that night. Yeah,
0: that- so is
1: that a good memory or a bad memory?
0: I'd say that would go in the terrible category. (laughs) I wasn't sure. (laughs) I have no emotion. I'm like a Vulcan. I think that's a a sad memory, isn't it?
1: But it was a good memory, the fact that I got to bring joy to her and her.
0: Yeah. Like bringing her
1: fucking pudding. And being her grandson and just seeing her. Yeah. I think it has a lot of emotions. And things like that can be attached to good and bad all at the same time
0: yeah terrible sounds pretty bad doesn't it i i i can't particularly think of anything it might come back to me the the next question's brilliant If in one year you knew you would die suddenly right what would you change about the way you're living now and why things
1: become priorities family friends you know your life not getting caught up day to day nonsense fall way short on that priority list and that's something I work on now, but often we get sucked back into that vortex that matrix of which we consider a quality life
0: I think for me it will come down to the economics of it so it's like at the moment you, you have to earn a certain amount of money to survive and then you right. ought to really earn a bit more than that and be sensible and plan for the future you probably make say plans for a three to five year term most people do that I right. certainly wouldn't start on another five-year instructor program if, if I knew I had a year left you know all right I think you would just spend it as much as possible with the friends and family, and I certainly wouldn't be worrying about work and jobs. I lost my job this week, by the way. I've got another month, my notice period, but um, yeah, a bit annoying.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're so funny.
0: I mean, I'm not really that bothered about that, but it's it's not ideal. Um, what roles do love and affection play in your life? None. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Bunch of bitter men. All right. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? No, I
1: think I came from Irish Catholic family who didn't appear to be, although it is close, it on the outside didn't appear to be overly close, I think. That was just my perspective on it. You know, like emotions and all that stuff, kind of came. It was hard work. Get what do you mean? I came from a poor family initially. When my grandmother came over, that. so we weren't overly cuddly.
0: With my family, similar style. As in, some of my friends would have like young parents, and they share everything with them. Like, oh, I went out on a date. Oh, I was hooked up with this girl, or something like that. And it's like I'd never, right. I'd never like share those sorts of things with my parents. No. Really, we don't have a great deal of. How are you feeling? We'd never, ever say, I love you. Right. But then equally, there is a lot of love there. There is a lot of warmth there. And it's a place you want to be at Christmas.
1: Just express differently, that's all.
0: Yeah, love is shown to me through food, generally.
1: My <laughs> <family>. <laughs> yeah, through food, you're
0: funny. Okay. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother?
1: No, good. My mother's great. She's the pretty much the... Staple of the family. So we have a good relationship.
0: This is Radio Dynamite, this. <laughs> <laughs> I think the show is great up to you. To these fucking ridiculous questions. Yes. I also got on with my mother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: so funny. All right. That was a boring question. So set free. Make three true we statements each. For example, we are both in this room feeling... I guess this would work better if it was a guy and a girl on <laughs> a date. That's so funny, baby. we didn't prove it. Next question. We gotta get through this. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share.
1: <laughs> I wish I could share. I don't know
0: this donut.
1: Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I can't. This is this is a legitimate list of questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Wow, who wrote
0: them? I wish I had someone I could share the never-ending, mundane list of admin that I have to do. I don't mean that's what they're getting at, though, here. I think they mean they're like not. there's something that I could share and have a deep chat about. I'm quite an open book, like you were saying as well. I tend to get it out there. Um, These questions shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, they're getting progressively shitter. Um, they are.
1: I mean, I thought this was supposed to get us closer to Coitus.
0: <laughs> all right share an embarrassing moment in your life okay here's
1: a good one i'm in third grade
0: <laughs> right
1: i had to i had to take a shit really bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good start
1: yeah it is you know and then i i asked the teacher they give you a hall pass and i guess it was near where the the bell rang and kids went. i don't know whatever happened so i run out and I go into the stall, right? And I'm in, like, second grade, first grade, whatever it is. I'm, I'm doing my business, right? And then a bunch of third graders jumped up over the top, looked at me, and were laughing at me. Like jumped up, ah, he's pooping, he's pooping. I went, oh, like Macaulay talking with the razor, the shaving cream on his face. I don't wipe my ass. I pull my pants directly up from back to class. I did not shit in a public toilet until I was nearly 30 years old after that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's not what they were asking, but that's pretty embarrassing.
0: I'll share one that you and I shared together. We're in Dundalk in Ireland for uh... (laughs)
1: a... (laughs) <laughs> that was so great. God, It
0: should have been on film. So normally, Jim always uses Dita or a seasoned professional as like a sort of sidekick slash demonstration buddy right. in, in the martial arts stuff. And for some reason, you chose me. Yeah. And the first thing that happened was, I was in like the, you know, on the ground and you got into like a mount position on top of me. And I've been like drinking Guinness non-stop because you're we in Ireland for like two days. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! and you're you're not a a lightweight and you sat on me and I farted and like in a room of like 80 martial artists and (laughs) obviously obviously everyone was laughing so it's like yeah I was was quite embarrassed but it's what it is right and then we then we got into another position where now you were on the ground right and I was kind of stood over you and you I think you were like hooked around me or something like that and what Hawk like likes people to wear is combat trousers, so you know you can draw yeah. knives and guns, etc. And I was wearing these combat trousers with a box underneath, so yeah. my trousers sort of stretched out. And you were in this position, anyway. The button pinged off the the combat trousers, ah, ah, and ah. they sort of half fell down in front of everyone as well. That's
1: funny. <laughs> that was awesome, man. That was it was a big belly laugh. You know, moments are like that are fantastic they can't be designed
0: all right when did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself um probably not long ago probably
1: having bad memories or something Uh, weeks ago maybe i don't know to myself not to someone else i probably don't do that really yeah i mean just having like uh maybe feeling over i'm trying to you know remember what that was. That language is like, oh, you know, or something, some kind of sad thought. I don't want to divulge that thought came into my mind. And I guess it kind of got real for a second.
0: Do you find you're getting more emotional as you get a bit older? And Well, nah. You? I decided at my uncle's funeral that I'd say something. And I, I offered to do that um, when my cousins asked. I find funerals very, very sad. I've only been to a few and we were going on quite well and I was you know trying to hold it together and then we played my uncle's favourite song I forget which Christmas song but it was like one of these classic Christmas songs and it was just because he loved Christmas and all my memories of you know being with him celebrations like Christmas and so I was quite emotional and then I went up to the top to speak and I looked at my aunt and my two cousins and as soon as I got up there, they burst into tears and then I couldn't hold it together. Right,
1: they pulled you into that.
0: Yeah, and I delivered like the worst speech ever, telling them off and making me cry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How selfish of them.
0: I know. Yeah, that got me a bit. Yeah, that was my last time. I do find I'm a little bit more emotional these days or I'm, I'm more likely to pick up on the sadness of things. What, if anything, this is a good one as well, is too serious to be joked about. Nothing. I agree.
1: Comedy has no limits. (laughs) I I agree. I think anything can be joked about in the right context. And how it's said, is it malicious or is it, you know, good humour? Because we can all laugh at death and life equally.
0: Yeah, there's a few comedians that I like that really push the boundaries on that. There's something very funny about... Saying something that you know you're not supposed to. Right. So I agree. All right, the last question. This should be like the big one. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate to anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? And why haven't you told them already?
1: Ooh, and why haven't I told them already? Ha <laughs> ha, that's so funny. Did I leave the lights on? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm dead. I'm being eaten by worms.
0: I mean, the logical answer is, you know, I tell my parents that I love them and like a few other people and all that kind of thing. But equally, it's like they already know that. Going back to what we were saying earlier about my family, we don't massively need to say it. We don't feel compelled to say it. It's just a known thing, right? I can picture some people in my life you know they're compelled to tell you how special you are to them or whatever it is And i think it's to feed their own insecurities off your house containing everything you own catches fire after saving your loved ones and pet you have time to safely make a final dash to save one item what would it be and why
1: my bonsai tree
0: (laughs) you actually got one of them
1: I do. I'm like Mr. Motherfucker, It's a fifty year old African tree.
0: Wow, I have never seen that. Is that new? Have you had it you haven't had it for fifty years, have you?
1: Well, dude, no. I'm only thirty five. <laughs> 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 obviously, yeah. So um no, I haven't had it down. I've had it for several years. And and I cut it and
0: Yeah, Mr. Miyagi. You
1: didn't know that, did you? <laughs> so, you're laughing.
0: It's great, cool. that's great that you have that. I half thought you were making a joke.
1: <laughs> no, <you're>, no, it's <laughs> it's. I'll, I will send you a photo of my tree, and I have a, a silverback gorilla on it too. It's a big tree. I mean, it's a foot high, maybe uh, something like that, out of thing.
0: So I have to trim it and take care of it.
1: And it's pretty interesting because it'll probably outlive me.
0: That's a good one
1: had top
0: that one. I'm actually, yeah, I'm trying to look around my apartment now to see if there's anything I'd actually bother to say. Your your
1: collection of playboys.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I really don't think there's a lot of stuff. Probably like my wallet because I don't want to have to go through replacing all those fucking. Yeah, I mean, all that work you have to do to to make that
1: more bucks back.
0: (laughs) My laptop. I mean, that's really, really shit stuff. Right.
1: Well, you know, right because quite honestly if you were to run back in, us, you're going to say something that there's an emotional attachment to i would assume grabbing your computer or your phone
0: it's just the hassle of replacing that stuff the way life is, has gone it's so just... you're
1: going to risk your life running through burning cinders you know two by fours falling down to get your phone to not have the risk of having to go to verizon store on monday exactly A good move
0: of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? I mean, that is, that's, that's a deep question.
1: That is. And are you really going to ask someone this at a bar? Is that what they're presenting this as?
0: I mean, for me, it'd be my mum, right? Of course. Bang. Well, how
1: would it be anyone else?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice. Let's put, that's you in this, in this yeah. scenario. On how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you've chosen. All right, so what's your problem?
1: Dude, we're doing a whole show on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, look, there's, we all have tons of problems on variety various things and how we handle it. Uh, dude, it's an interesting thing when you ask or divulge something to someone. Someone might ask you a question. Often, uh, the answer you give is not the, the answer they're looking for. So one of the character defects I've been made aware of is, well, don't ask me a question you're not willing to accept whatever that answer is. When you ask someone a question like that and you have no idea, it's like being an attorney, you better know what that answer is going to be because if you don't, it'll throw you for a loop, you know, and you have to be able to handle it. So uh, I, don't I don't know. There's a whole bunch.
0: <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one on our, on our big, deep show.
1: Well, we can do it wh- whatever you want. Just give me a little bit of notice. That show will be fantastic. That will be uh, the best show we've ever done. <laughs> I presume you, know. A lot of stuff has transpired in my life. A lot of struggles still incur, but I've handled them all magnificently, I must say, at whatever level that might be. You know, not to toot my own horn, but if if I'm not going to do it, who's going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a job no one wants. <laughs> but it's good. It's all good. I'm here. I'm doing things. You're great, you know. Even doing the show. Look, we're over, over a year and who knows six months on the show. It's great.
0: It's been a good journey, this. I mean that was so that was all of the questions. What right. how do you feel now? Do you feel any more sort of in love? No. No. Do you think if you <laughs> do you think if you did ask a girl all of those questions, do you reckon sort of it would uh
1: I think it's way too deep. My advice on how to pick up girls, and Lord knows I'm an expert, is that You just got to go be natural, be funny and engaging and not too deep and lighthearted and fun and not overly aggressive and be you and then you'll find that
0: success. I do think some of these would have a good...
1: I think all of it's completely unnecessary in the beginning. Later on, you can have this, but I get so deep. Just let it be. Be in the moment. Yeah. Have fun. Talk about football.
0: Yeah, so there's the answer, listeners.
1: Well, I'm sure they're waiting with bated breath. All right, man. Another fantastic show that Tom has kind of edited. Awesome. All right. All right. Peace out.